But light continues to slip into the bowels of hell. And the Biden administration continues to improve our military and lefty policies continue to make utopia out of blue cities. This is Gene, and you're listening to Dumbasses Talking Politics. Hey, hey, this is Gene. Welcome back to Dumbasses Talking Politics. All right, so the first thing we need to do, there actually was news yesterday. I can't believe it, but it is. So let's go over some of the news. Well, there, let's let's talk about some things that are actually happening in the news. And, and there's some big stuff. Some good news, finally, for the Biden administration. Inflation has fallen to a 3%, uh, has fallen to 3%. Now that's down that's the lowest it's been in 2 years and that's 6 points off of the high of 9.4%. So that's good news. It actually went lower than they thought. Uh they expected it to go down to 3.1%, it's down to 3. Of course the Biden administration is celebrating this. They're saying, "Hey, it's the lowest in 3 years. That's good news." That's so it is good news. Um the bad news is uh it's year after year, which means it's up three percent from last year okay so and up something like 12 percent from the year before so let's not get too excited uh also they're using this false baseline the biden administration saying that this is the lowest it's been in two years well yeah but it is the highest it's been in the last three years don't forget when when Trump took over, when Trump, when Biden took over office, inflation was at 1.4%. It's supposed to be at about 2%. So it's still very high. It There is still a lot of doubt that the Fed is going to look at this and say, oh, okay, we shouldn't raise interest rates. So interest rates are probably still going to go up at the end of the month. Um, but okay, that's a start. Now, does this mean we're probably going to hit have a soft landing, not hit a recession. No, that's not what it means. It just means that prices aren't going up as high as they they were. And it seems, yeah, it seems like the prices are stagnating a little bit. They're staying around where they were. I know gas has been for the last month it's been at by my gas station about 465, which is still high from 270, which it was when Biden took over. But it's it's better. So we'll have to see how this is. What's going to be interesting is this is going to be a campaign run for the Biden administration. They're going to campaign on this, that inflation is going down. Uh, I'm going to have a hard time buying the fact that, that people will buy this, but they might. That's the whole problem. They may actually buy this and say, oh, okay, the old man's doing a good job, so let's elect him again. I, I'm not thrilled about that. In other news, uh, the Republican primary candidates are about to have a debate. I think it's going to be next week. And (laughs) Donald Trump has said he's not going to participate. Now, Donald Trump is probably playing the card, playing from the Biden administration. He's up by a lot. He feels he's already won the nomination. So he doesn't feel he has to debate. I think this is a mistake. I think this is an absolute mistake. I think he needs to debate. I think he needs to show the differences between him and, let's say, DeSantis. I know I want to see the difference. A lot of people need to see the differences. 
but he doesn't feel he needs to. He's going to go to the Joe Biden basement strategy. That may work. He's already said he's not going to participate in the first couple of debates. He, he, does, he doesn't feel it necessary. Well, you know something? I don't think that's a great strategy. I think it's cowardly, honestly. It's cowardly. Because I've got, he said some things trying to dick DeSantis that were really bad. For example, his support of Disney. His, uh, his lack of support for the six-week abortion ban. I think these are things he's going to have to answer for. And I don't want to find out in front of Joe Biden that he doesn't support this stuff. So, no, I think he should debate. I think after the debate, you're going to see his polls go down. Because I think a lot of Republicans want to see him debate. A lot of independents want to see him debate. So don't be shocked if, if this ends up being a bad move for him. So Joe Biden is in, I can't remember where he is. He's, he's somewhere. Uh, for NATO, <clears throat> he's supposed to have a big NATO conference. And this is going to be a big one because Ukraine is basically begging that they be let into NATO. And Zelensky, the president of Ukraine, is there. And Biden has said, no, we're not going to allow you into NATO. It's just not the time. You guys are at war. This is the worst time to be in NATO. And so this is going to be huge. Biden is supposed to have a speech today. Um, it's going to be very interesting to see what happens. Well, Joe Biden decided to embrace all of the leaders of the country by skipping the NATO dinner last night. So they were asked, you know, why did he skip the dinner? They said he was just way too busy. He had way too much work to do, so he couldn't go. Okay, it's a bullshit lie. If he was that busy, he wouldn't spend 40% of his time on vacation like he's been doing. So it's crap. He was tired. He wanted to go to sleep by 5 o'clock, and that's what it comes down to. So, again, he looks weak. We already are seeing film of him over there when he first met all the leaders, not looking good, being ignored. I mean, he's just, there's no respect for this guy. Zero. So I can't, I can't wait to talk about his meeting tomorrow because I'm sure we're going to have some things to say. In other news, Leslie Van Houten, who was a Manson family member and who had a hand, a direct hand, in the murder, murder of Lino and Rosemary LaBianca, back in the 60s, has been released from prison after 53 years. Now, this woman and these Manson murderers, yeah, never should be left, let out of prison. This woman apparently grabbed Rosemary LaBianca, held a bedsheet or a pillowcase over her face, while two other guys started stabbing her something like 60 times. This is a terrible ruling, and... Gavin Newsom and Jerry Brown both kept this gal in prison. But finally, the parole board said, yeah, we got to let her out. I don't know why you got to let her out. Let her die and rot in prison, as far as I'm concerned. I mean, these were people who, with Sharon Tate, tried to cut her open to take her baby out, to save the baby. I mean, these people are sick. They should never see the light of day. Well, the woman's going to be 76 years old. Okay, she's, she's not really going to be a menace to society anymore, but here's the reality. It's not that she's a menace to society. is that she needs to be punished, and she needs to be punished for the rest of her life. 
So we'll have to see who else they're going to let out. But to be honest with you, this gal should have been put to death. I This is a terrible person. She did a terrible thing. Two people, well, actually five people are dead because of these people. Ugh. So, and the fall for Bud Light just continues. So the other day I went to Costco because we had to get food. And um, I noticed that there was no Bud Light on the shelves. Now, Bud Light doesn't even have shelf space. They've got an entire pallet that Costco sticks the cases of Bud Light on. Well, I was looking around, and I, I do watch for Bud Light. So I walked Costco. I didn't find any. There was no Bud Light, neither on the shelves or on the pallets. And I thought that was funny. I go, did Costco finally get... Well, apparently, yes, that's exactly what happened. Costco has marked the remaining packs of Bud Light with the Death Star. Now, if you don't know what the Death Star is, and you you, you just look at the tags to see how much anything costs, you may notice some of the tags actually have an asterisk in the top right-hand corner. That top right-hand corner, that asterisk, is called the Death Star, and what it basically means is this Costco will no longer be carrying that product. Or that that product is not going to be in the next shipment. So the Death Star is a bad thing. Well, Bud Light got the Death Star. So, <laughs> I, you know, and the, these guys still haven't apologized. Here's the kicker. I don't think Bud Light can apologize anymore. I mean, they admitted what they did was wrong, but they refused to apologize. And then they go out and, and support some other LGBTQI plus poop emoji cultist uh, par pride party. I mean, they did it right after. So Bud Light is not going to be able to apologize and get out of this. They're, they're, I think, honestly, they're done. They are done. I don't think Bud Life is ever going to recover from this. And this should be a warning. Go woke, go broke. Ben and Jerry's right now is learning that. Target has learned that. So we'll have to see what's going to happen with them, but I wouldn't be shocked if you, we see very little Bud Light anymore. Okay. And, of course, you've got to have dumbass of the day. We do have a dumbass of the day. <laughs> so I do want to congratulate Kamala Harris, our first two-time winner of the dumbass of the day. Here she is, once again, doing her thing, oversimplifying something that she doesn't really understand. And uh, again, it's only a 15-second clip, but it pretty much determines her position in the Biden White House. Let's listen to her stupid comment about the Transportation Department. And I again want to thank the Secretary for your work. Uh, this issue of transportation is fundamentally about just making sure that people have the ability to get where they need to go. <laughs> it's that basic. Needless to say... To the small mind of Kamala Harris, the transportation is not department is not that simplistic. I'm sorry. Fundamentally, it is not. I mean, the supply chain crisis, the reason we're in inflation is more demand than supply because uh, of the supply chain crisis, which is under the transportation department. So you can blame inflation 
partly on the transportation department. Um, airplanes have to fly around. Yes, they're made to go from one person to one place to the other, but um, how are they going to get there is the question. And there are a lot of moving parts. It's a little bit more complicated than that. And she's being railed for making this statement. Again, this is going to be your president. Now, I'm not sure whether she's really this dumb and doesn't understand the way things are, or she thinks we are this dumb and won't understand the way things are. Either way, this is the stuff that makes her really unpopular and makes her look really stupid. Okay, let's get to our first story. All right, uh, the left is really trying to F up our military. It used to be that you you could do a push-up or pull-up. They, If you couldn't do a push-up or pull-up, they used to just kick you out of the military. And when I say you couldn't do one, I mean you couldn't do like 50. If you couldn't pass the basic physical fitness tests and you were tested a few times during basic, you were kicked out of the military. It used to be if you gained too much weight in the military, you went through something called the fat boy program and you had to lose weight. If you couldn't lose your weight, you were kicked out of the military. And this was really important because you needed to be strong. You had to fight the enemy. Sometimes you had to fight hand-to-hand combat and you needed to be stronger than your enemy. Sometimes you had to carry men off the field, the dead or the injured. You needed to be able to pick up a 200-pound man and drag his ass to safety. Well, not anymore. According to the Post-Millennial, the Department of Defense Fitness Policy for Transgender Servicemen drew scrutiny earlier this month after it honored a trans-identified male, U.S. Army Major Rachel Jones, on July 2nd. Now, just a little information here. Robert Jones, or whatever his real name is, is really old and he's really fat. He could not do a push-up to save his life. This guy would be kicked out of the army because he can't lift anything. But the reason he's in the army is because he's a man that says he's a woman. So the military has decided, well, I mean, he can't pass a physical fitness test. So let's just get rid of the physical fitness test so he doesn't have to take it. And that's what they did. So the the uh, article continues. Journalist Jordan Satchel claimed on Twitter, quotes, U.S. service members who identify as transgender can seek an indefinite fitness standards exemption. He added, this is how this guy managed to avoid PT, physical training, in regard to Jones. According to Department of Defense Instruction 1300.28 on transgender service members, a Quote, a service member must meet all the standards for uniform and uniforms and grooming, body composition assessment, BACA, physical readiness testing, PRT, military personal drug abuse testing program, MPDATP, which by the way, this guy couldn't pass anyway because he's pumping himself full of hormones, so he wouldn't pass that. Participation and other military standards applied in consideration of the service member's gender. As noted, end quote, as noted in their personal defense enrollment eligibility reporting system, DEERS, record. It says that every full every transition is unique and there is no timeline for when a service member is considered for fully transitioned. Well here's here's my here's my point. Okay, well then kick them out of the army until they're fully transitioned and then see if they can actually 
then do the physical, all the stuff that they mentioned. So I want to transition. Great, you can transition. You're out of the army. I mean, I, I don't understand what the problem. And by the way, it's not just the army. The army, the navy, the air force. They all, even even space force. They're all trying to create separate standards for these trans cultists. Does this sound like it's making our military stronger? Are they doing this crap in China? Of course not. They're grabbing the balls of Chinese servicemen to make sure they have both their balls. And if they don't, they're kicked out of the army. Russia and China, they're trying to masculinize their army. They want to make their army threatening. Does it sound like that an overweight fat man that thinks he's going an overweight man who thinks who thinks he's a woman is going to be threatening to the Chinese army military or to the Russian military? What's worse about this, it really is just attacking the ideology of the military altogether. The military is not about individuality. That is not what it's about. You are trained about this in the beginning, in the beginning, in basic training. You are not an individual. You are part of a unit. You are actually part of a collective. That's why they shave your head. That's why you have to shave your beard. That's why you all wear the same uniforms. That's why you all march in cadence. You do, you do not, you all piss at the same time. You all shower at the same time. You do everything at the same time because you are part of a unit. You're part of a family. And the army, the in this administration and the left are trying to make it into a group of individuals. You cannot win a war as a group of individuals. It's never happened. They are destroying the whole ideology of the military, the whole concept of what a military is supposed to be. And here's something really scary. China's not doing it. Russia's not doing it. Iran's not doing it. Every threatening force in the world is not doing this. As a matter of fact, they're doing the opposite. They're trying to masculinize, masculinize men, make them more masculine. And here we are. We're changing our men into women. Go figure. Okay. I, this this is such it, it's it's just amazes me how things can go get from bad to worse in these blue cities. So Portland has become Portland, Oregon has become a liberal hellscape. They have a major crime problem from the fact that they don't throw anyone in jail because racism or something. They have a huge drug problem because they basically legalized all drugs. A homeless uh, they have a homeless problem since they really don't care about quality of life and just let people piss and shit wherever they want and sleep wherever they want. Um, all these policies have turned that beautiful city, and it was a gorgeous city, into just a trash fire. But the government, they're doing the important things. See, homelessness, drugs, crime, these aren't important. Quality of life... Screw that. These aren't important. They are doing the important things, though. According to Fox News, as Portland struggles to manage crime and an increase in homelessness, city staff members are being told to adopt more, quote, culturally conscious, end quote, vocabulary that includes not using words such as woman, Caucasian, or citizen. The Office of Equity and Human Rights pushed an inclusive writing guide in June as part of the citywide collaboration to alter commonly used terms that they feel have evolved. 
the guide suggests removing femininity from terms commonly used for women, including replacing pregnant women with pregnant people, to be inclusive of those who have this experience, pregnancy, but do not identify as a woman. Portland officials also advise staffers, instead of women's health rights, say reproductive rights, instead of feminine hygiene products, products, say menstrual products or period products, and instead of breastfeeding, say chest feeding. You know, this is what these people think about all day. They're not, they don't see any problems. They just see, well, how can we change the system? How can we make things different? Not better, mind you, not better. That's not the thing. Different. Yeah, they've turned their city into a hellscape, but hello, that's what they want. I keep saying this. They want to make uh, the city into a hellscape, just like the Biden administration wants to make the country into a hellscape. Well, I mean, the southern border. We talked about it yesterday. They opened the border, let all of Mexico into the United States. What's the goal there? The goal is to make the United States into Mexico. That's what it is. And why? Why? I've told you this thousands of times. Power. It's to weaken the people so that the elite can maintain power. It's to weaken, it's to scare, it's to make impotent American citizens so that they can't argue, they can't complain. This is happening, of course, I've also said in the past that bringing in a lot of Mexicans does not necessarily make you a liberal country that liberal powers will remain in power. That's not necessarily so. Mexicans are typically very conservative. So that's yet, that's yet to be seen. But it is to power. Why do you think everything the left does is to control, like taking our food away? Why is California banning tobacco but legalizing weed? Why? Because weed weakens society. And taking away tobacco basically makes makes the powerful more powerful and it, it tests their power. They have the power, now we're going to take care. We're like, we are like, <clears throat> we are like hamsters in a cage. And we're fed when the master says we can be fed. And that's it. Could dumbing down and pacifying the masses help this? Of course. If, we, if we're all eating bugs, then, you know, well, we're all eating bugs. Hey, this is what they expect of the American population. We'll do that. Of course, that's not happening now. People are beginning to protest about this. And how do I know this is true? Because they've written books about it. They talk about it. This isn't a secret. The Great Reset. The book, The COVID-19 and the Great Reset, discusses all of this. Of course, they put it in a shine, shining light, but they talk about it. It the world We're not allowed to have nationalism. We are a globalist country. We need to, no borders, no borders between Mexico and the United States, Canada and the United States, and any other country in the world. Of course, nobody in the world practices that. They failed to understand that. Russia, China, North Korea, none of those countries that they want to join in our world community actually do any of that stuff. But that's what they're worried about. 
And then you've got to wonder, okay, couldn't they solve the drug problem? They don't want to solve the drug problem. As a matter of fact, they want to enable the drug problem. Again, drugs pacify. It, this was brought up in Alex Huxley's book, Brave New World. One of the core components of society was drugging society. Society was required to take drugs because it pacified them. It took them out of their misery. You must read that book. Brave New World. Everyone talks about 1984. Brave New World is a much better book, and it actually is an instruction guide to leftist ideology. It is. It is fantastic. You must read it. It's not even that long. Kind of hard to read, but not that long. Well, drug drug legalization. So how are they going to stop their drug how are they going to stop the drug problem in Portland? Well, how about just enabling drug use? So according to the post-millennial, the Oregon, Oregon, Oregon legislature passed a bill that decriminalizes the distribution of drug paraphernalia if materials are for harm reduction purposes. It has not been signed into law by the Oregon governor yet. However, residents of Portland have reportedly become frustrated with the situation with regards to drug use. Many reports have shown an increase in fentanyl overdoses, as well as a growing number of residents wanting to bring back criminal pen penalties for open drug use. So essentially, this is, this is what they're going to do. All right? They want to hand out glass pipes for smoking meth, they want to hand out, and basically they want people to smoke meth instead of injecting it. So, because they think injecting it is dangerous. They want to give foil, uh, foil um, pieces so that people can smoke their meth. You know, they use the foil for it. They want to give lighters. They want to give drug paraphernalia. The first thing they need to do is legalize drug paraphernalia. And that's what they're doing. Does this sound like it's going to cure the drug problem in, in Portland? Does this sound like it's going to stop ODs? Because, oh, well, if I smoke meth, it won't be so bad. And by the way, how do you, I don't know if you can smoke heroin. I, I don't know how that works because heroin seems to be one of the big ones. And fentanyl, if, if things are laced with fentanyl, you're going to die whether you smoke it or shoot it. It doesn't make any difference. And by the way, fentanyl, if it's pure fentanyl, all you have to do is open the baggie and you're dead. You'll OD. But this is how they do it. Why, do, why does Portland want to be a drug-infested city? Because the Portland City Council, the Portland mayor, the, the Portland governor, I'm sorry, the Oregon governor, well, they've got a dumb population and, and they don't have to worry about losing office. Okay, well, it's not just Portland that's a mess. Los Angeles has is in really bad shape, and it's about to get a lot worse. A federal judge said that um, bail, zero bail, or I'm sorry, a federal judge said that bail is unconstitutional, and that the zero bail policy that Los Angeles implemented a few months ago and was stopped by another judge needs to go on. He basically said that it was uh, unfair, it was against the Constitution to give a violent criminal or a nonviolent, and we're going to put that in quotes because we're going to listen to a news report here, 
a nonviolent criminal bail if he can't afford to get out. Of course, nonviolent, no. I think nonviolent, the only thing they're talking about is murder. Some forms of sexual assault they're calling nonviolent. So let's listen to this news clip posted by rapper 50 Cent, who lives in L.A., or <laughs> is living in L.A. right at the moment, because the reality is it sounds like he's, he's going to be moving to Florida. And we'll get to that story in a second. So let's listen to this news report. Starting at midnight tonight, the sheriff's department will no longer detain people for crimes such as theft, shoplifting, drug use, vandalism, battery, and a whole host of other non-serious, non-violent crimes that affect the quality of life of people here in Los Angeles County. L.A. Deputy D.A. John McKinney explains that due to Judge Lawrence Riff's ruling, many people arrested will be released immediately without having to pay bail before their arraignment. Judge Riff made the point of saying that he implored California officials like the sheriff, the chief of police, the district attorney, the city attorney, he implored them to testify to explain why he shouldn't issue this order. And he was surprised when no one stood up to challenge it. No one challenged it. Not LAPD Chief Michael Moore, LA County Sheriff Robert Luna, or District Attorney George Gascon. So I do want to point something out. They say through the list of, quote, nonviolent crimes, end quote, that they list there, battery and vandalism are listed. Last I checked, those were violent crimes. Okay, vandalism, a lot of people think of, of you know, writing um, graffiti on the walls, but the reality is arson is a form of vandalism. So vandalism has a very has a very broad definition. But either way, even if you are just using graffiti, the reality of the matter is you're out there to destroy something. And if you how do you destroy it? You use a violent method. Graffiti is violence. So it's absolutely crazy. And I will tell you one thing. I will be walking through Los Angeles armed. There is no way, and I go through L.A. quite a bit. I travel to Union Station. I take the metro to get to Pasadena. If you think I'm walking around without, a, without some sort of weapon, you're nuts. Because there is no consequences for committing a crime. And there is nobody there to protect me. The police can't do anything about it. Protect me or my family. Now, rapper, rapper, fifty, and it, that's the whole thing. This whole mess that they're 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 doing over there, is this going to pacify the public? The answer is absolutely not. This is not going to pacify the public. It's going to make the public realize there's nobody there for them, and the public is going to defend themselves. And usually, how they defend themselves is going to be like what Daniel Penny did: go after the criminal. And put the criminal down. Hopefully not kill the criminal, but you may have to. And you're going to end up seeing what the, what the left is going to call vigilante violence against the real victims of society, the mentally ill, the homeless, and the violent criminals. Because they don't see the regular person who works and pays taxes as a victim of crime. They only see the victims of crime those that are the criminal. It's it's backwards. 
Well, rapper 50 Cent, who, by the way, is a conservative. He is, I know he's a rapper. Hard to believe there's a conservative rapper out there, but 50 Cent is one of them. He had an opinion on this. Listen to what he said. Uh, according to the Daily Wire, famed rapper Curtis Johnson, better known as 50 Cent, declared the Democratic-controlled city of Los Angeles is finished after the city reinstated a zero-bail policy. A superior court judge issued the order in late May after several plaintiffs filed a class-action lawsuit claiming that they suffered, quote, negative consequences because they could not afford bail, including missed work, separation from their families, and lapsed medical care, end quote, according to KTLA. Now, I do want to, there are a couple of things that I do want to mention here also. First off, notice the article, and the Daily Wire is conservative. They say the plaintiffs, the people, suffered negative consequences. These people were criminals. They were arrested for committing crimes. Okay? Crimes, my understanding, up to sexual assault. They were given bail. They couldn't get out of jail because they couldn't afford bail. Well, too bad. Don't commit crimes. Shouldn't that be a motivation not to commit crimes? Shouldn't there be a consequence to commit crimes? What about the public? Shouldn't they have an opportunity? And by the way, lapsed medical care, you say you're a diabetic. They, they give you whatever you need. So that's crap. I hate to say it. I've been to jail. So I, I know I haven't stayed long term in jail or anything, but I've been arrested before. And yeah, I did it. <laughs> and I ended up nothing happening. But the fact of the matter is, these people keep getting arrested over and over and over again. And this superior court judge saying that it's unconstitutional, that's a load of crap. Nowhere in the Constitution does it say you can't have bail. What the Constitution says, it can't be unreasonable. And the superior Supreme Court, when they find bail is unreasonable, they'll knock it down. But... Having a bail of $5,000 because you, you had drugs on you, that's not an unreasonable bail. Anyway, so the, continuing with the article, LA is finished, Jackson wrote in an Instagram post that included a new the news segment. We just played that news segment. Watch how bad it gets out here. I can't imagine it getting worse. It's really bad in Los Angeles. I'll give you an example. We were wa I, we were walking through um, Union Station, my wife and I. She wasn't my wife at the time. And there was a guy screaming bloody murder right in the middle. First off, you get off the train in Union Station and it smells like piss. It is dirty, smells like piss, smells like weed. And you're walking down. There's a guy just screaming, waving his arms. You don't know what this guy's going to do. You have no idea what this guy's going to do. Walk around him. You walk as far from him as you possibly can. You have no idea what this guy's going to do. Now, what's really messed up about that is the police have a substation in Union Station. And where this guy was screaming, he was screaming in the main concourse. The police are standing there talking. Why? They can't do anything about it. Yeah, he's screaming bloody murder. Yeah, he's crazy. Yeah, he's probably on drugs. Yeah, his possibility that things could get violent. But there's nothing they can do about it. And they won't do anything about it. 
Another time, not the same time, we were sitting back, my wife and I, waiting for the train, and there's a guy organizing his drugs sitting right right in the middle of the concourse. Cops walking around, security walking, do nothing. That's how bad. And then other drug addicts are walking around looking at his drugs, and he's cussing at them to get away from him, that he's not selling them any. Absolutely freaking incredible how bad it's gotten in Los Angeles. And it could get worse. Question for you. How long is it going to be before rape is legal? How long is it going to be before murder is legal? Are we really getting to that point? It sure seems like it. It sure seems like it's going to be bail for the murder. And the people who defend themselves, they're going to end up in jail. Well, I'll, I'll take the risk. Hey, if they can't, if they can't, um, if they can't, uh, uh, if they can't, if they won't protect me and I could go to jail for protecting myself, you know what? I'll go to jail for that. I'm sorry. I'll go in front of a judge. Yeah, I was protecting myself. So we'll have to see. I mean, th that's the choices we're being, we as citizens are being put in. Either you protect yourself or you get out of that situation. The easiest way to deal with this problem, of course, is to get out of California, get out of New York, get out of Baltimore, get out of Oregon, get out of Washington, get out of these blue states that actually enable this law, these laws, so that you don't have to protect yourself. There's a reason Texas, Florida, and Tennessee have low crime. Okay, hope you guys have a great day. Love you all, and God bless. This is Gene, and you've listened to Dumbasses Talking Politics.